Last October, an employee at a hospital in rural Oregon had just come out of a routine meeting with human resources when she got an email. And so she came back to her desk. She sat down. She saw an email that said, bonus, click here. And for whatever reason, she clicked on the link to see what the bonus was. She said within about 30 seconds, her computer just kind of locked up. She couldn't use the mouse or anything. And she thought, wow, that's strange. She thought, you know what, that was weird. But once she closed the window, nothing else happened. So she kind of went on about her day and uh, didn't think about it again. That's John Gady, the director of information services at that hospital called Sky Lakes Medical Center. At 3.30 a.m., several hours after the employee clicked that link, John got a phone call. And the first words, hey, John, we've been hacked. We've been hit with ransomware. And at that moment, your heart kind of stops and you're wondering if you're dreaming or if this is real. John's hospital is one of multiple that have been hit with ransomware attacks in recent months. And an investigation by the Wall Street Journal has found that these hospitals have all been attacked by one of the most prolific ransomware gangs in the world, a group called Ryuk. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Ryan Knudsen. It's Tuesday, June 15th. Coming up on the show, the brutal ransomware gang Ryuk and why they're attacking U.S. hospitals. This episode is brought to you by ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. Enter ServiceNow. It puts AI to work for people, for employees, for developers, and even your customers, removing frustration and supercharging productivity. On our intelligent platform, AI isn't just a promise. It's happening today. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Tap the banner to learn more or visit servicenow.com slash AI for people. During the ransomware attack at Sky Lakes, hackers locked the hospital out of its own systems and said they'd only return access if they were paid. This was in October of 2020, during an already hectic time. So on top of COVID, we were dealing with none of our technology being online. No email, no communication, no billing systems, no electronic medical record of any kind. We didn't have access to any prior images, access to prior medical history, medication allergies, those all have potential serious life-threatening impacts to patients if you get those pieces wrong. During the attack, the hospital was basically sent back in time. All records had to be handwritten and staff had to coordinate their schedules by phone. Treatments were delayed and some patients even had to be sent to other hospitals hours away. The concern was not only how the hospital would function while under attack, but also what could happen to all the patient data the hackers had gotten their hands on. It's a term called exfiltration. That's when the bad actors come onto your network and they not only encrypt your data and lock up your data, they exfiltrate it. They take it. They take your data. And then they say, okay, you don't want to pay us for the encryption keys? guess what? I've got your data. I'm going to start leaking it on the dark web. 
At this point, John didn't know whether the hackers would leak the data or even how much money they wanted. They sent a ransom note, but it was vague. There was no ransom amount. There was no timeline. Pay us within. It was. It was send us an email, basically, and it just said that this is a Ryuk. You've been hit with Ryuk. They have a, a unique reputation for ruthlessness. That's our colleague Kevin Polson. He's been tracing the origins of ransomware attacks on hospitals, and he's discovered that one group is behind most of them. Every ransomware attack comes, every successful one anyway, comes with like a brand. Um, in this case, this group's brand is Ryuk. Uh, it's a character from a Japanese graphics novel series. The character is a, an angel of death. They're all about the money. They don't evidence any kind of personality or sense of humor. They speak with very few words in their negotiations over the ransom. They're to the point. They aren't messing around. And the other function of that is they also don't really care about the consequences. Ryuk, tell me about who this group is and where they come from. As a ransomware brand was first seen in 2018. But it turns out, if you look closely at the network and the infrastructure that they use for their hacks and, and the malicious software that they use, it traces back through a series of other cyber crimes all the way back to a very old Russian cybercrime gang called the Business Club. And who is the Business Club? So the Business Club began in like 2007. A bunch of well-established, smart Russian hackers, um, as well as hackers elsewhere in Eastern Europe, got together and got organized. The Business Club is notable because, according to law enforcement, it has ties to Russian government security services. The leaders of the group have evaded law enforcement since its founding. And in that time, they've become pioneers in cybercrime. This group, back when they were still the Business Club, was the first to experiment with the ransomware model. They created an early piece of ransomware called CryptoLocker. The business club used CryptoLocker to hack into banks, but eventually banks improved their cybersecurity systems and caught up. One law enforcement officer told Kevin that the group ended up splintering and one of the factions became Ryuk. And Ryuk has become a major threat of its own. A cybersecurity firm estimates that last year alone, the group is behind a third of the 203 million ransomware attacks in the U.S. Kevin and his colleagues tried reaching out to Ryuk. They weren't able to get in touch, but they were able to put together a portrait of how the hackers operate through interviews with law enforcement officers and cybersecurity experts. Is there something that makes Ryuk different? Are they more dangerous or do they operate in a different sort of way? They are experienced. They have members dating back decades. They really know what they're doing. And they're very organized and they're constantly innovating. They have groups of developers, um, it's believed, that are always working on new versions of their existing malware and are developing new ones. And they don't just roll them out as soon as they're ready. There's evidence that they keep some in reserve so that if there's some sort of coordinated attack against Ryuk to shut them down, they'll have something else ready to go that they can roll out when they need it and then just switch to that. Recently, Ryuk has turned its focus to hospitals. Since 2018, Kevin and his colleagues found that the gang has hit at least 235 U.S. healthcare facilities, facilities like general hospitals and inpatient psychiatric centers. And Kevin says there's a reason they target hospitals in particular. 
you can see why they would make a point of targeting hospitals as they have. Because if you look at motivated victims, you don't get much more motivated than a hospital that has lost access to its patient records, right? And we talked to a negotiator who talked about going to them, going to Ryuk and telling them, look, you hit a hospital here, there could be really serious consequences for patients. Can you just give us our files back? Pass on this one. Um, and where other ransomware gangs would respond to that, potentially, um, and where other ransomware gangs will say, oh, gosh, I'm sorry, I didn't know it was a hospital here. Take it. Um, we're done. We're moving on. Ryu won't even entertain the notion. Um, they, they still want to get paid. Why are we seeing more attacks against hospitals just in the last year or so? I think the pandemic provided a unique opportunity to catch these hospitals at their most vulnerable. There were emergency rooms anyway that were already under strain because of COVID. And in the middle of that, to have all of your systems, all of your support and administrative systems go offline suddenly, that makes you very motivated to resolve the issue, I think. So for some hacking groups, a hospital is a line that they're not willing to cross, that they'll they'll hack it and then say, oops, sorry, we didn't know what we were, we were hacking here. We don't want anyone to die. We'll go. But Ryuk is not willing to do that. They still say, we won't unlock your systems unless you give us the money. Yeah, I mean, more than that, they won't even respond to that kind of plea. And what if the hospital says, we just can't afford to pay this ransom? Yeah, so a lot of ransomware gangs do research on their target either before they attack it or while they're in the target's network. Ryuk is particularly good at that. So if you go to them and tell them that you don't have the money that they're demanding, that you just don't have that those kind of resources, they will come back to you with your finance documents and they will say, look, we, we know you do. You can see it right here. But just because the group knows you have the money doesn't mean you need to turn it over. After the break, what happened at Skylakes Hospital? This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com journal. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by KPMG. The people at KPMG make the difference for their clients. Talented teams leveraging the right technology to uncover insights that illuminate opportunity. KPMG teams together with their clients, working shoulder to shoulder to help grow and transform their enterprise. Are you ready to make the difference together? Go to visit.kpmg.us backslash transformation to learn more. I'm curious, when you got that phone call from your colleague who said, we have been hacked, it's ransomware, it's Ryuk ransomware, what did you know about Ryuk? Did that mean anything to you? I had heard of it, was aware of it. In a couple of days, I was going to attend a webinar 
hosted by HHS, DHS, as well as the FBI. They were hosting to talk about Ryuk ransomware. It was a meeting for healthcare because they had credible threats. So my awareness was it's a problem. Some leading organizations and the FBI in the country are saying, hey, we need to start thinking about this. Had you been preparing for a moment like this? Um, I, honestly, I can't say I was. Um, we know what it's like, right? Statistics, what's the chance of getting hit by a lightning bolt? What's the chance of et cetera, et cetera? We get on airplanes knowing that there's always a risk. Now it had happened. And John and his team were stuck with that vague ransom note, trying to figure out what to do. Take me back to that conversation for a moment that you had with the leadership of the hospital staff about whether or not to pay this ransom. Was there much debate? Was there a lot of back and forth about whether or not to do it? Yes, we did debate. There was back and forth. Uh, the conversation was, okay, if we, first of all, we don't, we need to engage the bad actors if we want to find out how much it is going to be. That was the first thing. Do we want to engage them? And then we know from prior experience from colleagues and peers in the industry who have been through this, that very often you don't get all of your data back. The next part of that conversation was, can we restore from backups? Luckily, they could. The hospital had been doing regular backups, which the hackers hadn't been able to access. So they decided not to engage with Ryuk, and they started the process of restoring everything themselves. Slowly, they started getting everything back online. My boss asked me, John, how long are we going to be down? And this was very early in the conversation. And I said, maybe five to seven days. And he was like, really? I go, yeah. And hopefully it's not even that. Well, I was clearly um, clueless when it came to the real implications of this. All told, it took 23 days to get the systems back up and running. But John says, in the scheme of things, they were lucky. Their backups worked. And when the forensics team looked into it, it turned out there was no evidence that Ryuk had exfiltrated patients' data or planned to leak it on the dark web. So you got through this attack. How worried are you that it could happen again? So honestly, extremely, extremely. I, I, I think there's a very real possibility it takes one employee clicking on an email. Now, we have different technologies in place today. I believe that we would, you know, contain that threat, but uh, I fully expect that we will be breached again. We know from the technology we have, we see stuff coming in from North Korea, Russia, China on a daily basis, India, different places throughout the world. We see they're pounding on our door. I mean, statistically, it's just a matter of time. Our colleague Kevin says ransomware attacks are on the rise and getting more sophisticated and more ruthless, like Ryuk's. He thinks we may be entering a new, scarier phase of ransomware. We can dream up worst-case scenarios, but we still may be surprised because this is a type of crime that is going to get everywhere and it's going to have all sorts of implications that we just haven't thought of. So I think we're there are going to be a lot of unpleasant surprises to come as the country as a whole responds to this new kind of threat. What can be done about Ryuk? We know that the government's going to do more from recent announcements from the administration that they're prioritizing ransomware. They're going to treat it as comparable to terrorism or as a national security issue. But this is part of a larger question of what to do about ransomware. And that's the question that 
there really are no great answers for right now. Um, and I think we have a long distance to go from where we are now to a point where the hackers are looking for some other type of crime to do. I think it's going to be ransomware for a long time. Before you go, we've got a question for you. Have you quit your job recently or do you plan to? Because of burnout, not wanting to go back to the office or any other reason? We'd love to hear from you. Please send us an email at thejournal at wsj.com and let us know. That's thejournal at wsj.com. That's all for today, Tuesday, June 15th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and the Wall Street Journal. Additional reporting in this episode from Melanie Evans. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.